Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Barry, Paul and Adam in the studio this evening. We're going to be reflecting back on the Accrington game and looking forward to Colchester United in the FA Cup on Sunday. So first things first, how are we all doing, chaps? Yeah, good. Warmed up and dried off. I'm very tired, but uh, I'm going to be reinvigorated after this podcast. Straight into it then. Going off one of the predictions on Sunday, Accrington Stanley won. Wigan Athletic won. Wigan Athletic to win on penalties. I wonder who said that. Hmm. I think it might have been me. Went behind to a little bit of a strange goal. Keeper error. He came and stopped and, and left it and got Eddie just past him, unfortunately. But there we go. Made up for it later on. I'm not sure what he was doing, really. I think it was one of them. <laughs> I mean, the conditions were really, really bad. Did he come? He was right on the edge of his area. I don't know. It was just one of them insects. Like you said, Paul, we came back into the game. We started, I think we started to dominate a little bit after that goal. I think it was pretty even up to then. And then we started to dominate and, and we really pressed forward. Scotty Smith, unfortunately, got injured last night and was replaced by Baba Adiko, who a lot of our fans don't seem to have been aware of. But for us who've watched the under-18s last season, what a player. I mean, we noticed him last season. We spoke about him this season. It reminds me of like the Makalele Kante types in front of the back four, buzzing around everywhere. Kante gave you a buzz, buzzing around. Also, there was a, there was a touch of class in there as well. There's a few times when it would have been easy to just get rid, but he just had that level of control and got rid usefully rather than got rid. He did look good last night. All dead on young shoulders there for Baba Adiko. I was always impressed with him when we watched the youth team a few years ago. Um, thought he, you know, in fact, I thought he was the better of the midfielders playing alongside Weir. I thought he had more about him and uh, very confident, very confident in his own ability. You know, he's willing to try something a bit different passing-wise. Again, another one. Uh, what, what's uh, Paul's uh, statement about the conveyor belt? Yeah, We lost yeah, a few bit. that fell off, but we kept the conveyor belt. I think one thing we need to mention about last night was uh, it was Accrington's first choice team as well. Uh, they, they didn't fill it full of reserve team players. The lads who stepped in into our side uh, were f- facing a stern test of genuine League One class. I mean, McConville were playing there, weren't they? I mentioned Pell, uh, did Bishop up front as well. You know, there were big players for Accrington in, in the division that we're in. And I think they all they all performed, they all produced. And it was, uh, it, it, I thought we was excellent, to be honest. Some of those players that have pl- that played last night have had quite a lot of minutes, haven't they, in first team league matches this season now for us. So I think what that what it's showing is that we're not as such playing a weakened team. We're, we're playing a different team with different strengths in it, really. So I, you know, I think, I mean, I'm not saying we're at the level of uh, Man City where, where they could just basically put a second eleven out who would probably finish in the top four, but. I think we've got a mixture of uh, fringe, experienced players together with our excellent young players. And, and between them, they're forming a formidable opponent in this competition, which means I, th- I think we have developed a lot over the last two or three years because I don't think we could have done that two or three years ago. If you take the squad um, and you take the team that played unchanged for half a dozen games or whatever it was. Uh, there was points earlier on in the season where we were, were in trouble if that fella gets injured, you know, about various people in various places on the pitch. 
now I think we could probably sustain a couple of injuries without really diminishing the quality that's in the side. I mean, you, you, you are going to see sort of the, the reliability of your bench dip a little bit. But actually, the, there are any number of permutations of 11 fellas that can go out and look really strong. Well, um, we have. We, we've had injuries, haven't we? We've had you now Charlie Wikes out. Our midfield purring's been out of Naylor and Cousins. We've had centre-backs out. And we're, second, we're still second at the table. I think yeah, that, I that speaks volumes. Yeah, I, th- well, I think now you, you would look at anybody that goes missing for injury, somebody will step in and fill the gap. Yeah, as we're uh, giving reaction to last night's game, I think we need to, to talk about Stephen Humphreys a little bit as well. He had a great chance in the first half, which he didn't quite take. Uh, second half, he let lucky with the, uh, with the wicked deflection off the back of the Accrington player. And then he hit the post as well, didn't he? With that uh, yeah, when, run from when, the halfway line. The goalkeeper got a slight touch on that and not turned it onto the post. But his anticipation of the ball coming through, I thought was top class for that and the way he latched onto it. No, he led the line well, didn't he? I think, yeah. I think um, you know, we will need him probably in the foreseeable, won't we? Because, you know, you need that backup, don't you, to whoever does go as the main man up front, whether it maybe be Lange at the moment in the absence of Charlie White. You want, you definitely want Keane to be deeper because that's where he's playing his best football. So at times, you know, having Humphreys there as an option to bring on, uh, to play that central role, you know, and he did it really well last night. And, and again, it's just like I said to you the other day, uh, I think he'll be a player that we'll see the best of later in the season because he'll have had a chance to work with very good players, but also some excellent coaches uh, as well. So uh, I think quite positive about Humphreys. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a, another good squad player. As well as Stevie Humphreys is in the post. Gwion Evans hit the post with a bit of a snapshot as well. We're very unfortunate not to find that nestling in the bottom corner. And then Chris C's come on. And loved loved the keeper, and that were cleared off the line. So with chances within the 90 minutes to have had that game sewn up comfortably. Performance-wise, it was fantastic to see Joe Bennett get the start. I mean, we've all been waiting for this, haven't we? And he started, started at left-back. He did 72 minutes. You know, it's a first shift, that, for your first game, especially in heavy conditions like it was. So I thought he came through that really, really well. Very good. Uh, I mean, we, we are expecting big things from him. He- Come with a good reputation from Cardiff. Going to be a bit rusty, isn't he? Obviously, he's not played for a long time. Um, you know, just that half of a 23s game and then this 70-odd minutes. So, I think, again, another one, I think, for the second half of the season. You know, he, he, he might get a little run out on Saturday, potentially in the Cup, but might be a bit much for him two games in a week when he's been out for so long. He's another one now added to the squad and we must be getting a few players back from injury as well. Maybe Cousins is only a couple of weeks away. You know, so it's looking it's looking good again. There'll be really good players who are not even getting in the match day squad on a league day. That's a good sign, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. Good performances again last night from, from uh, Jason Kerr and Kel Watts. Kel Watts coming back into the team. Had a great game at left centre-back, doing his diagonal balls, which he loves to do, a la Titus Bramble. He used to not want to hold over. So I thought they, they played really well. I think the fans, to a man, picked out the uh, man of the match. Uh, there was a couple in there, really. There was Kerr got mentioned, Asgard as well, on a couple of people's uh, votes. And also, Jamie Jones, for his penalty save in the shootout, was in there as well. But, overwhelmingly, the progress with Unity... Listeners, man of the mat for the game against Accrington Stanley in the Pizza Trophy was Baba Adiko. And I think it's it speaks volumes 
of his potential that he can come in into a game 20 odd minutes into it as a substitute and win the, the man of the match for his performance, which was absolutely first class. Unanimous. Yeah, Stats for the game 52% possession with 14 shots, of which six were on target. We picked up one yellow, Tom Bayliss, who also had a good game. The attendance of 1,131 had an away following of 545. Fantastic stuff again, though. Prize money picked up last night, 20 grand in the back pocket. That'll pay, pay somebody's wages, allegedly, for one week. So, you know, big spenders. We've progressed to the next round where we're hoping to pick up 40,000 if we can manage to get through that. So That'll, pay, just... that'll pay our Shorten's wages for a week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it, well, what you know what they say, isn't it? M- money follows money, so you know that's what's happening with us. Big spenders and and money, money to money. So we're uh, we're through to the next round. Who do we fancy? Game's going on as we speak, so we're not we're not sure yet as how it's going. I mean, we know Bolton are through, but do we want to play them again? Nope. Probably Sunderland. Uh, well, they're playing tonight. Yeah. I know it was nil 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 at half time. So Rotherham. No, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter, does it? To be honest, it's just another game, isn't it? I'm not really. That bothered in this uh, situation. I've got some. Uh, I've got some alternative stats for you, Barry. If you want me to uh, read these out, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. So possession, eighty-six percent to fourteen percent. Shots, sixty-four to zero. You know, so that's a shot basically every what fifty seconds or something. Shots on target, thirty-one. Corners, fifteen. To zero, but crucially, parity when it comes to fouls, two fouls apiece. And that was the stats from England women's team against Latvia. What was the score? Um, the score was 20 nil. Basically, talking there, are you just a, a goal, just what every four and a bit minutes, something like that? I mean, to be honest, I it's unfortunate because you know I'm very much supportive of the women's game. I've I've enjoyed watching internationals recently. Enjoyed the last major tournament. There's a lot of quality in there now. This this last few weeks with these qualifiers, there's 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 about ten teams. It should be nowhere near and qualifying tournaments at the moment. You know that I've seen another result today. Twelve nil. There was a I think there was a fourteen nil last week. England's goal difference is something like plus 58 it's just it's pretty poor really isn't it i think uh, they need to have a think about maybe having prelims you know and giving giving these sides a bit of a chance to develop rather than putting them up in this type of match because it doesn't do anybody any good does it really it doesn't so you only have it sorted for next summer because i've got tickets for sweden versus russia down at lee sports village really looking forward to that let's hope that's a good game uh, right, talking of games, we're back in FA Cup action on Saturday with a trip down to Essex to face Colchester United of League Two. The game will take place on Sunday with a 12.30pm kickoff. OK, let's have some ref watch. Um, the ref will be Carl Brook from Hastings. He was at the DW just four weeks ago when he took charge of our League One win over Burton Albion. If you remember, he sent off the Brewers midfield player, Johnny Smith, after 15 minutes for lunging a Kung Fu-style kick into Curtis Tilt's chest. Um, <clears throat> the 46-year-old also took charge of our away win at Bristol Rovers last season, which we also won. Cal Brook has refereed Colchester twice previously, both games in League Two, both last season, and both against Forest Green Rovers. 
The U's winning the home fixture 1-0 and losing away 3-0, despite Forrest Green also having a man sent off in the first half. His card watch for this season is 13 games, 52 yellows, four reds and two penalties. That's Cal Brook, who will be your referee on Saturday. So in terms of uh, previous matches against Colchester, the U's, I think, are they? Um, we've played them 22 times, won 10, lost eight and drawn four. The first meeting was in 81-82 a promotion season. Um, we did the double over Colchester, 1-2 away and 3-2 at Springfield Park. The last meeting was in the 15-16 campaign. Um, an excellent 5-0 win at home where I seem to remember Donovan Daniels scoring a couple of goals. And then a 3-3 draw away. The only thing I remember about that was that I didn't feel very well on the way down and it had nothing to do with alcohol. Let's have a quick look at uh, Colchester's form in November. So um, they played the they played the FA Cup match on Friday the fifth. I think it was a televised game from memory, and they won four 0 at Sudbury. Uh, they they've been in uh, cup action against um, Ipswich recently. Um, the general form in the league this this season has been a bit patchy. They're in eighteenth position. So if you want to look back over the course of the last five games, won two, drawn one and lost two. That said, they are only one win uh, away from uh, the middle of the table. So um, I'm looking, look, don't look like they're going to go down really. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I think it'd be a tough game. It always is away in the cup, but they're, they're not exactly in sparkling form. So uh be interesting to see what, what we uh, what we predict from the game at Colchester. Yeah, they've got some uh, notable players too. Uh, Freddie Sears, top scorer, always scores against us, whether it's was for South Southend or for Ipswich Town. I think he had a, did he have a spell at West Ham as well? I'm not so sure about that, but he definitely he was. Yeah, and he, yeah. He, he, I think he scored against us for West Ham. If memory serves, it might, may or may not serve me. Alan George, a player we were linked with, obviously, when we had Uwe Rosler here. He was at Brentford, weren't he, Judge? Yeah. Yeah, Judge and, and Farshaw. Uh, Carl Scoose, Cole Scoose, sorry, who's another uh, former Richwich Town player. And Charlie Daniels, obviously, went down to Georgia uh, looking for the devil. Uh, but former Bournemouth Premier League player, played at Shrewsbury and Pompey last season against us. Uh, and he's there as well. So they've got some notable players. Don't know anything about the manager. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to dive straight in. We're going to put out an half-decent side, and we're far too strong for them, and I'm going to predict uh, a scoreline of Colchester United nil, Wigan Athletic 2. Um, yeah, I th- I, you know, obviously, they're way below us, aren't they? We're flying high, they're mid-table. Um, it, it, I, I think... 2-0 is probably about right, with the caveat that we may field a change side again. Um, yeah. So we'll probably field a decent enough team to get through 2-0. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, I, I think it'll be a mixture of bringing back some of the first-team regulars together with uh, some of the fringe players who played last night. That's going to be a good side. You know, Callum Lang's on fire. I suspect he'll play. Um yeah, I think we've got enough quality in our team, uh, in our squad, 
I think if we get the early goal, which is crucial in these type of matches, I think we can probably go on and maybe win it quite comfortably, 3-0. So it looks like we're going on two cup runs. You was right last week about booking that hotel twice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's fantastic. I got a discount on it. Yeah, so booked, <laughs> booked, it, booked, booked it twice. Yeah, I don't want a third appearance there, though, in the playoffs. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. I'll tell you what, though. The other thing, if we ever get to penalties at any stage this season, I think we've got a little bit of confidence there. Fantastic penalties again last night. Really impressed. Well, we've improved from last year, haven't we? Do you remember the Tramia game last year? I think we only scored one penalty, didn't we, in that one? It was bloody awful penalties that game. Yeah, Tom James was the only one to score. The rest were yeah, the kids, though, weren't they? They seemed to bottle it a little bit. I think bit. Kyle Joseph hit a penalty that hardly reached the goal line. <laughs> It just about made it to the goal line. I don't know what it was trying to do. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to be back Sunday, uh, fresh, fresh from the game. So uh, we'll, we'll, so we'll be back on Sunday to give all the reactions to the Colchester game, and we'll be looking forward to league game against Shrewsbury Town on Wednesday at the DW Stadium. The two league game, only games coming up next week. So uh, a lot to look forward to. They're coming thick and fast. I was just going to say, here's things is East Sussex. Oh yeah, I knew that. Do you not know that? Sorry. So we don't need, we don't need anybody. Uh, was there, was there a battle right. there once? There is battle. Yeah. Battle is a place. Yeah, there's an insurance company there, isn't there? On that note, <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. Good night it's from us. Goodbye from Hastings. Up the ticks. Up the ticks. Come on.